Welcome to Stage 4 show, started by a Stage 4 Cancer Conqueror. Our mission is one meaning life saved from cancer and other life difficulties. Today we have Dr. George Church, who loved to play uh, so math with his uh, one-year and four-year-old grandchild. Okay, so Dr. Church, who are you? So I am, <laughs> in addition to that, uh, I am professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School with appointments at MIT as well. And that's where we are right now. Yeah, and this is his beautiful office with a lot of cool uh, stuff here. All right, so um, how do you start it? Started? Well, uh, the relevant is <laughs> I start, I was curious about uh, nature in the mud and also my father was a physician. Okay. My mother died a little too early of cancer uh, mm, and so sorry. that uh, caused me to rethink a few things as well. How old were you when your mother so, so I was fairly mature. I was, uh, she had me when she was young. I was, mm -hmm. uh, I was in my 30s. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that's still very hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I lost my father. It's yeah. very difficult for me right. to like, yeah. you know, finally even able to talk about it. Yeah. 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 So, um, so you were in your 30s and then this happened to your family. And so what were you doing before that and how does that make a difference? Well, I've been uh, obsessed with science since I was about eight years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't particularly uh, in a very good place for it. The, the school ed education was not very good. There were mm -hmm. no scientists in my life. Yeah. Um, but uh, eventually uh, got to Harvard Graduate School and, mm -hmm. uh, um, and that made a, a huge difference. I was uh, mentored by Wally Gilbert, uh, mm -hmm. who, who, and we uh, invented various new sequencing methods together. Yeah. And, uh, and then that led to a whole series of, of exponential technologies. Yeah, I love the word exponential. Because <laughs> right. I'm actually a graduate from Singularity University. Oh, and yes, like, that's like go. a typical that's word right. that we, we use on. Sometimes yeah. I feel we, we are as close to singularity as you can get and survive, yeah. Yeah, we were just talking <laughs> about that topic this morning. Yeah, right. um, so, so what do you think, like, you know, like um, with this, um, you know, genomic sequencing, uh, I'm also on the board of Humanity Plus, which yeah. you already know, this is yeah. a, right. one of the earliest futurist organization. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think, like, you know, based on your discovery, how yeah. far that we have gone yeah. and then where are we going? Yeah. And what's your, you know, prediction of the, by yeah. which time there's major changes going to happen? Yeah. yeah, the changes are very quick so you need to you can yeah. be wrong by underestimating them uh, so so I've been working on sequencing since I was a teenager mm -hmm. but it changed from about three billion dollars to nearly zero in just yeah. a few years uh, yeah. so um, n now the cost is sub hundreds a few hundred dollars and you can basically offer that for free and, and recover your money so uh, the same thing is happening in many other fields of biology and almost every field of non-biology you can um, might be overtaken so biology is atomically precise manufacturing for example yeah yeah and so but you know one of the early pioneers like yourself you know how do you see um, this whole market growing you know like what you say you started when you were teenagers that wasn't even a thing right no. like you know back right. then you know no. and then how do you see the trend over the years yeah so I mean it uh, 
the trend has been exponential. I didn't, we did, we all didn't recognize it as such uh, in the 70s, but it's yeah. quite clear uh, since then. And uh, not uh, writing, uh, reading and writing DNA. You need to be able to read in order to write uh, or edit or gene therapy or uh, impact outside of medicine, including agriculture and ecosystems. It, basically everything is going to be impacted. Our ability to go to other planets, uh, our, our uh, interaction um, with our children and so forth. All of this is potentially yeah. impacted. Yeah, and if you would give one example our audience, like, you know, how this whole gene sequencing make a huge difference, what would be a quick example that you could provide? Right, so uh, probably the one that's furthest along in the clinic is non-invasive prenatal testing, where from the blood of the mother without, uh, you know, endangering the, the, the child, you can find out if there's any diseases you need to anticipate. Um, wow. So m millions of, of women have taken advantage of this uh, worldwide already. So that's in the clinics. Mm -hmm. um, and then the gene therapies are in yeah. clinical trials and are being approved. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I personally, stage four cancer, I've never thought that I'm going to have this cancer at this age, yeah. you know, and I'm very excited about the whole new development of precision medicine. Right. So do you have anything to say specific about that? Right. Well, just like you can test the blood for the health, the future health of your yeah. infant, you can also test for, for cancer. I think that's actually, it's considered very early, but it's, in my view, it's very late. Uh, uh, because by the time it gets into your blood, it's already too far. So yeah. you really want prevent more preventative medicine. And many of the things that prevent, uh, that add many, many decades to our lives are preventative in cancer. So, you, you know, avoiding carcinogens and UV and uh, uh, surgery in advance before you even have any symptoms at all, just because of your genetic predisposition, right. Right. Uh, just done for prostate and breast and stomach cancer. Um, and infectious diseases like HPV vaccines. These yeah. are all ways that you can be preventative, but um, looking at your genome, everybody should know their genome. Yeah. That is preventative medicine. 100% agree. And, that, and I'm talking about your normal inherited genome as early as possible. Yeah, yeah. And so I know that you say you focus on prevention, yeah. you know, um, and what would be your best advice for the audience that, you know, they wanted to start early and young? Yeah, well, I would say look look at your genome. Uh, you know, get your genome. It's it's in, incredibly inexpensive now, and uh, it's a lifetime investment. And you may not learn something from it, but you don't know that in advance. Uh, it's just like seatbelts. You don't know in advance you're going to need them. Buckle up anyway. Uh, and there are some there are some cures as well, like the CAR T cells. We've participated a little yeah. bit in uh, in that process as well. So yeah. And so throughout this whole process, as one of the early pioneers, like what kind of challenges that you have gone through? Um, well, the challenges look uh, small at, at a distance, you know, because because when you're on an exponential, basically just being <laughs> there is uh, amazing. Uh, it's like fall, free fall out of the sky. Uh -huh. uh, you don't have to do that much work. You just keep your, you know, make sure your parachute opens. Uh, but the, you know, the challenge, the, most of the challenges are when you have a, a wild idea, something that's different from everybody else is getting funding for that, you know, getting because, because mm -hmm. inevitably once it arrives, everybody says, oh, thank you, you know, uh, and then 
oh, but we're not going to fund the next thing. Okay. And then you do the next thing, and they, oh, thank you, but we're not going to fund the next thing. You know, yeah. because you can't do this three times, and then yeah. you do it a third time, and it's still, it's, still, it's still, everyone is, uh, you know, you have to scrape together um, uh, funds uh, yeah. because, because it's out of the box. It doesn't, doesn't fit in anybody's preconceived notions, and you have to do it all over again. And it's, it wastes time. And it's it's getting easier over the years. Well, or? it's getting slightly easier for me personally because yeah. I do finally have a track record. Yeah. But it's not easier for people that train with me necessarily yeah. because people say, oh, well, they just got it from the environment that yeah. isn't necessarily them, and so they have to go through the whole process I went through of proving themselves. And I, you know, I don't think we should be getting funding without uh, some sort of evidence, but. Mm -hmm. But it would be nice if it got it earlier um, so that you could spend more time on the science and less time on fundraising. Yeah. And then um, is there any other challenges that you're going to do personally? Well, personally, uh, sure. I mean, I, I had to repeat ninth grade. I had to repeat part of graduate school. I lost my major source of funding just as I was coming up for tenure. Mm. Um, these oh, are wow. things that would cause most people to be a little nervous. Uh, but, you know, I think I'm... Uh, I think I, I I don't think I have the normal reactions. Uh, mm -hmm. So how do you something deal wrong with my, Well, I mean, I just I just I just I just figure, oh yeah, this, we'll we'll survive this. This will be this will be fun. This will be an adventure. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. You know, like for me, I'm currently writing the stage for book, and we have the web magazine. And one of the things I really want the audience to get is having that grit. You yeah. know, like the personal resilience yeah. really make a huge, huge differences. Yeah. Like it make a huge differences in my journey of going through cancer. Yeah. It make a huge differences in right. whatever the things that you wanted to accomplish in life, right? Because right? yeah. like you know, like you know, we can all look like great on the outside, but yeah. inside there's a lot of internal dialogue yeah. and self judgment yeah. when things happen. Like, are yeah. we good enough? You know, yeah. am I up for doing this thing? Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have the motto that failure is not an option. I think failure really should be an option if you're going to want to make big changes. Uh, you, but you, you want to fail fast, pick yourself up, and 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 the faster you you get up and do the next thing, or the more things you're doing in parallel, the, the happier and more effective you're going to be. Yeah, and so is it anything, family, friends, or any um, creative arts, or music and dance, or exercise, or anything, like when you feel like you're stressed, you know, you couldn't get this funding, or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I, I take long walks every day, but uh -huh. uh, not so much because I'm stressed, because <laughs> I can't drive, <laughs> okay. so uh, I'm narcoleptic, I uh, fall asleep, so I... Uh, so in a certain sense, my narcolepsy saves me from stress because oh. it's, it's hard to be stressed if you're falling asleep, or at least really? it's it's a little stressful knowing that that people might judge you. But uh, other okay. than that, it's 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 fine. Oh. It actually it's very refreshing. So I guess my I guess those are my two hobbies: Wait, fall, so falling asleep and walking. <laughs> well, so tell me more about this. I don't know yeah. about. So you have a condition that make you fall asleep easily? Right. Yes. Oh uh, wow. And uh, so I, I could fall asleep standing up. I, I often do. Uh, about once a day, I fall asleep standing up. Stand? I usually don't hit. The, I've never hit the ground, but I oh, usually wow. hit something. Yeah. So, um, and uh, yeah, I fall asleep while I'm talking to somebody, and uh, it's, it's it's mildly embarrassing. That's why I bring it up quite frequently now. When I was young, okay. I either didn't ex it, it didn't recognize it or didn't know how to explain it. Yeah. But I now realize that it's better to ex it's better not to hide your yeah. uh, your problems. 
Yeah, I know. I I learned the hard way. Like um, I was actually diagnosed with stage four cancer when I was attending Singapore University, and then for the first um, couple of weeks, no one knew I was sick. Yeah. Only the staff yeah. that I have previous communicated, right. you know, because I had to let them know. None of my classmates notes except a few that I asked them to give me a right to see the doctors. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then when the cancer came out, uh, our um, leadership director literally sat me down and said, "Are you are you okay to share? Because yeah. we want to support you, but then we yeah. at the same time we also want to respect your." Parents. How long ago was this? So this is 2012. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm 60 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> After cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so really, I learned a lot about like being vulnerable and yeah. open up. Actually, yeah. make a huge differences. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. because I was willing to share at that point, yeah. what my doctor told me was like, this is too big for you to carry yourself. Yeah. You know, like rely on your yeah. community, and I think that really speaks to me. Yeah. And then, so when I started to open up, yeah. the amount of love and support that I got from this community was incredible. It made a huge differences. Yeah. So I'm glad that you also yeah. <laughs> share that with our audience. Yeah. And so, based on what you um, learn from your personal, also professional experience, yeah. like, what words of wisdom would you like to give to other people who's also interesting in, you know, in this field? And make a uh, big social impact in this field. Well, I'm not sure I have words of wisdom. Maybe <laughs> words of slightly less stupidity uh, than I normally would have. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I think there's many ways that you can succeed and make a contribution. There's not one one way. That's it's important to realize that early on. Uh, you, you don't have to be super gregarious, or you don't have to necessarily just put on the blinders and not look up. Uh, you know, you you can. Um, you know, be very good at math or not. Uh, you can be good with people. People is a surprisingly big role in uh, in science is, is being uh, good with people, but it's not necessary, uh, et cetera. I mean, so that's that's one thing is there's a great diversity and neurodiversity is I think embraced more in science than in many other fields is mm-hmm. we want people that are, you know, by maybe some industries would be considered broken, but in yeah. science they can make gigantic uh, uh, contributions. Um, and it, you know, it's very, it's a very, co- it can be a very cooperative uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. you, you to make progress, you really have to share. So, yeah. embrace. I think that's worth considering embracing that. I, I hope that's uh, wise yeah. advice. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying a lot of team and teamwork and collaborations, yeah. right? Uh, okay. Yeah. But if you if you don't like that, you you can also <laughs> do it other ways. Yeah. That's the, yeah. 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 I just finished a one year team management leadership yeah. program where yeah. I really learned like huge differences yeah. when you have a team, when you yeah. know how to lead a team and make yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for our younger generation, like yeah. your grandchild who's yeah. growing up, yeah. one in four year old, yeah. um, who be interested in you know getting into this field, yeah. um, what would you recommend? Like what kind of tips and tools, yeah. any books that you recommend them to read? Uh, <laughs> right. Well, one in four is a little young, but yeah. but actually they, they they're reading books about women scientists and things like that. <laughs> you know, I think it's. Uh, um, Changing rapidly, uh, that there's, um, I think, synthetic biology is going to be a big field. Um, yeah. Possibly one of the biggest in the history of science and engineering. Uh, neurobiology is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Uh, things having to do with growth, development, cancer, aging, mm-hmm. uh, extremely important. 
and uh, and all these things are on the edge of a breakthrough. Hopefully, they'll be smack in the middle of a breakthrough yeah. as the four-year-olds become um, yeah. uh, thirty-year-olds. Uh, so yeah, I think that, that it's a great. It will be a great time to to be a scientist. You don't necessarily have to be a a total geek with you know like <laughs> a brain that's like a computer. I think there's a lot of room for um, any really any kind of person. Yeah. yeah. What's your definition of total geek? <laughs> well, I mean, well, no, with, with a brain like a computer. It was okay. like, it was not, it's not oh. a definition of geek, so okay. you don't have to be geek with a brain like a computer okay. because computers already do that for yeah. you. You, okay. you want to be something yeah. that's complementary. So we're going to be hybrids of yeah. the computers and highly personal, uh, highly engaged, um, uh, thoughtful about how everything plays forward, unintended consequences, ethics, and so forth. That's going to be the scientists of the future. They don't have to be a human computer. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. So, so and on that topic, so what do you think about, you know, the whole singularity? When is it coming? Oh. Is it coming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think there, you know, there are. Um, you know, there are exponential, exponentials can either plateau, you know, yeah. like populations yeah, tend yeah, to plateau yeah, sometimes. Course, yeah. uh, I doubt that it's going to crash, uh, but, but that depends on, on other things. Uh, um, there are some singularities in physics, uh, things that we don't understand what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. mean there isn't another side. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's probably going to be underwhelming, the singularity. I think we're getting, you know, I think we're getting an experience of it. We might have incredible compute power, both human brain and computers and, and uh, combinations of billions of humans. Mm -hmm. um, but we may just uh, waste all of that compute power on cat videos, you know, just like have, instead of having trillions sure. of cat videos, we might have quadrillions of cat videos. But, or, there might, or we might become curious as a species as to how we can get off the planet, back ourselves up, you know, as actual colonies on within this solar system and other solar systems. I think mm -hmm. hopefully that's where we're going with the, the singularity is actually as a is an explosion um, into the rest of the universe, which may be empty of intelligence. I mean, it, it's, er <laughs> it's arrogant to think it either way. It's either arrogant yeah. to think that, there, that we know that there's lots of it or that there's none of it. Yeah. 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 And then uh, specific in the future of medicine, how do you think if singularity happened, yeah. what's happening to the future of medicine? Yeah, well, <laughs> medicine, I mean, biology is atomically precise, and uh, uh, we can not only manufacture things with atomic precision, but our own body can be uh, part of that, um, where we have, uh, we have the ability of probing and changing any atom anywhere in our body. Uh, mm. So the scalpels just went from being centimeter scale to being nanometer scale, and y y not just one place, but everywhere in your trillions of cells in your body. So it sounds like to me it can be self-modifying, right? Well, self we are, we are already self-modifying. <laughs> it's just you're going to be more precise at your self-modification. Yes. Okay, great. Um, so. Um, I wanted to invite you to give three powerful words to our audience. What would that be? Three powerful words. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's three right there. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the future is biology. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank this you is fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye.
Stage Four Show fan. I hope you love this interview. COVID-19 made me realize that wisdom from these top industry leaders is invaluable for dealing with uncertainty and building resilience. When you share our show, you are helping change lives too. I love you, and I'll see you in the next show. Stage Four is an educational arm of Dance for Healing. Check out our COVID-19 initiative at www.stageiv.org and www.dancenumber4healing.com.